Welcome to Double Booked, your place for library news, book recommendations, and reading banter, hosted by WML librarians Erin Driscoll and Danielle Masterson. We are broadcasting from the WCTV Community Television Studios in Wilmington, Mass. We want to thank WCTV for allowing us to use their facility and equipment. This month, we have two very special guests from the Tewksbury Public Library. We have Kat Lewin and Nicole Galushian. The Tewksbury librarians are with us to discuss books about competition in preparation for Wilmington and Tewksbury going head-to-head in reading rivals between now and Thanksgiving. You can count your minutes for reading rivals using the town's Beanstack apps or by using paper logs, which will be distributed at both libraries. Any kind of reading counts, so whether you take our advice on these titles or find your own, you want to make sure you're reading and helping your town to victory. Erin, <laughs> what do you got for me this month? All right. So once again, we pick a theme, and then I go through my Goodreads and realize I haven't read many books on that theme. <laughs> um, Same here. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured, you know, we're, we're talking feuds, we're talking competitions, we're talking rivalries. So what better, more bitter rivalry is there than sibling rivalry? That is true. Absolutely. Um, so I picked uh, Kathleen. Uh, I think it's Shines. I keep wanting to say Kathleen Sheens because... It rhymes, but um, I think it's shines. <laughs> uh, the Grammarians, uh, which follows mm-hmm. two twin sisters, uh, Daphne and Laurel, uh, who grow so obsessed with their families, like Webster's new International Dictionary, second edition, uh, that their mother as like one does. as one does, <laughs> that their mother like practically begs them to watch television instead. Like they talk to this dictionary, they sleep with this dictionary, um, <laughs> and as they grow up and grow apart. Uh, they eventually become completely estranged and start feuding publicly in their warring uh, grammar grammar columns. Of course. Which mm-hmm. does feel like something a newspaper would only need one of. But <laughs> it, it does feel that way. <laughs> um, I've read that it, the book kind of like mirrors the real life feud between um, Ann Landers and Dear Abby, who were Get out. sister advice columnists, mm-hmm. um, who also had kind of warring columns. I had no idea. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I'd heard that. I did not know that. Wow. I did not know that when reading it, and I still really enjoyed the book. <laughs> <laughs> but now if you went back, would you enjoy it more? But possibly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so one of them is like a real stickler for like grammatical rules, and the other, like you know, takes much more free-flowing kind of like English is a living language approach. Mm-hmm. And so um, this leads to their estrangement. And it's just very fun um it's like really slim sharp little book with like just a ton of grammar zingers which mm-hmm. granted i'm maybe a little more of the english is a living language approach so yeah. mm-hmm. i'm sure that like mm-hmm. stricter uh, grammarians would probably find yeah. even more in this book to love <laughs> how, how many oxford comma jokes are there i mean there's a couple <laughs> i mean there's a couple so you know i felt like that was a good um, start for a, a reading competition themed uh, episode that's the grammarians uh by kathleen shine shine or sheen s-c-h-i-n-e excellent Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right cat of team tooksbury okay i brought 
a book that I really love. This is a middle grade title called Jinxed by Amy McCullough. Um, it's about a girl named Lacey, and she loves tinkering with machines. She's always wanted to be an engineer, and she really wants to work for the biggest tech firm in the world, which is called Mancha. Mm -hmm. And they have created the Baku, which is a customizable electronic pet that has all the capabilities of a smartphone. Oh. oh, oh! It's so it's like a premise. it's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it can like take your messages and take your notes and schedule your appointments and do all this stuff and you talk to it like it's nice. You know, a pet. I need one. Yeah, I really want one. Mm hmm. Um, but Lacey really, really wants to work for this company, and unfortunately, that means going to Perfectus Academy, and she didn't get in. Oh. So, mm -hmm. of course, her rival and nemesis Carter got in. And mm -hmm. it's rubbing it in her face. Of oh. course he did. Of course. So mm -hmm. life is pretty miserable until she finds a damaged cat Baku prototype and fixes it up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden things kind of start to happen. She yeah. gets an acceptance letter from Perfectus mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Uh, she has a school on the, the uh, a spot on the school's Baku battle team. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's made some new friends. Um, She's so ready for all of her dreams to come true, but the cat is not your typical Baku. Something is weird about it. It has a personality. Okay. It has a mind of its own. It, mm -hmm. it has thoughts and feelings, and it doesn't always listen to what she tells it to do. Mm -hmm. So she tends to get in trouble because her cat like won't come down off of the bookshelf because mm -hmm. it's a machine. It should right. do anything that you tell it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it sounds like a perfect cat. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> He's a black cat. His name is Jinx. So mm -hmm. the book is called Jinxed. Mm -hmm. um, but she's she's ready for all of her dreams to come true. Yeah. As long as nobody knows the truth about Jinx. And unless Carter figures out what's going on. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That sounds there. really great. Is oh, that really a... Good. Is that a middle grade? or yeah, it's a middle grade. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the second book uh, came out recently. I'm afraid I can't remember the That's name of it, but they're both really, really good. Oh, excellent. Yeah, maybe we have to go up to the second floor and see if we can find that. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Add to our list. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, my book is actually a teen book. Um, it's called Six Angry Girls by Adrian Kisner. And uh, I read this book two years ago, so I had to really, like, go into the deep recesses of my reading brain to remember what I loved about this. Um, but my original Goodreads review said that this is a book of, this book is a wonderful mix of activism, teen angst, and girl power. The characters are great to get to know, and you'll be rooting for them the whole time. So clearly, two years ago, I really liked this book. So <laughs> I went back and I kind of, I skimmed through it again because I was like, let me see what's going on here. And uh, this is the story of two girls named Raina and Millie. They uh, have their senior years thwarted just by life in general. In Raina's case, her boyfriend dumps her. The drama club dumps her. And her senior year is not going to plan. For Millie, she's spent three years building up the school's mock trial team. Only they dump her and they get rid of her. And she is the only girl on that team. So after a chance meeting in the girls' bathroom, Raina and Millie team up to create an all-female mock trial team. Mm -hmm. And they, quote, smash the patriarchy in the process. Mm -hmm. And I remember that was the quote that made me want to read this book. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And uh, there's also a really nice subplot of a politically active knitting store where uh, the girls go and knit. And um, so that's the activism kind of part of it. Um, And each chapter starts like a mock trial lawsuit. So um, it's got this really cute like premise to it. And the girls just they they kick butt. And they're awesome. And uh, I really enjoyed going back and, and flipping through the book again as, as I was looking at it for this. So it's got a nice competition plot and um, also just kind of some girl power right there that makes it a really fun read. It's, um, it is a teen book and um, it's available um, not just physical copies, but it's also I double checked it is available on Overdrive if anyone wants to check it out. Nicole, what uh, what did you uh, think when you thought of competition books? So I thought of a baking competition. Excellent. The book that I just finished reading, it's been on my to to be read for quite some time, is Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake by Alexis Hall. It's the first in a series where you follow Rosalind, a character who lives in England. She's a single mother who's 27 and has an eight-year-old daughter named Amelie. Rosalind is a bit stuck, so she seeks out a great British baking show themed competition called Bake Expectations, where she wants to prove her baking (laughs) skills. So for anyone who's a fan of Great British Bake Off, this is an excellent one for one copy of Bake Off. There are eccentric hosts, fun judges, and there's a new bake every week. It's a 10 week competition, baking cakes, biscuits, pies, you name it, they bake it. It's full of drama and intrigue with the bakes. You get to know the contestants through Rosalind's eyes, and there are, of course, romantic entanglements throughout the story. Of course. Of course. course. They're on the English countryside for 10 weekends, so things happen. (laughs) But it's a very interesting story um, that follows Rosalind as she's seeking to sort of break free of her parental expectations at this new point in her life, and we see that all happen through Bake Expectations. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm a huge Bake Off person. I love it. Mm -hmm. This is definitely, uh, they took a lot from the Bake Off playbook for this story. So Uh, it was very fun to to follow along. I love it. Mm -hmm. I might check that one out when you bring that. Yes. And the first in a series. The second book is coming out in November and it is following a new season and new folks oh. who are competing so the story continues nice, nice. i find bake-off just so comforting so i yeah i feel like a, a book version of bake-off mm-hmm. is right up my alley it's comforting mm-hmm. but it also it's amazing how much like suspense <laughs> they can, yes um, they can really like get in there <laughs> for, oh, absolutely i found yeah. myself rooting for the yeah. fictional characters in the way i would root for the real yes. folks who are mm-hmm. competing on the show you become invested I remember saying to someone once when I was talking about Bake Off, I was like, I'm not the only one who, like, sobs every time Paul Hollywood hands out a handshake, right? And people were like, yeah, no, you're not the only one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I think we have time for a bonus round. I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So my second recommendation, I have mentioned on the podcast before, but um, it centers on a very fun competition, so I think it bears repeating. Uh, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts by yeah. Kate Reculia, I think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really got to start finding out how to pronounce some of these authors' last names. <laughs> um, You're doing great, Aaron. <laughs> uh, this book is described to me as the Western game, but like for adults, which mm-hmm. if you've read the Western game as a kid... Um, 
I think you'll know what I mean when I tell you that it has an eccentric billionaire who dies and Mm -hmm. leaves behind his fortune in a treasure hunt across Boston and surrounding uh, towns. Nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyone can uh, team up and try to solve these puzzles against the other teams and win, you know, the Mm -hmm. fortune. Um, The titular uh, Tuesday Mooney is, she's kind of a loner, um, but she loves puzzles, so... She gives it a shot and teams up with one of her friends from, like, a former job and, like, her teenage neighbor. And it's just a really, like, kind of fun romp uh, through all kinds of, like, Boston sites. And I wish this competition existed in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I love when books are set in Boston and they actually have, like, different things. You know, like, when you read a book and suddenly they're talking about Dom's sausages and you're just like, yes, this person gets it. I love that kind of stuff. Yes, like Mm -hmm. a lot of little like Boston history facts kind of like play a role in the the puzzles. But it's Mm -hmm. it's a fun one. Uh, Tuesday Mooney talks to ghosts. Excellent. That sounds awesome. I love a good puzzle book. Yes. I also love a good food book. And I have a good food book. So this is a young adult. Mm -hmm. Um, It is centered around pho, the Vietnamese noodle dish. Yeah. Um, It's called A Pho Love Story. By Loa and Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has two main characters. Bao Win. He's just a normal, average guy. He's about 16, 17. I mean, he's fine. He's not amazing at school. He's fine. He's not amazing at sports. He's He works in his parents' pho restaurant where he says that he is their fifth favorite employee. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> he really doesn't stand out. What he wants to do is be an artist. Mm-hmm. Very talented, but his parents don't quite get that, and that's not really where his life is going. Yeah. On the other hand, we have Lin Mai, who does love art and wants to per- pursue a career in it, but is currently working full-time at her parents' pho restaurant, mm-hmm. which just so happens to be directly across the street from the winds, of course. and they hate each other, As, and they always course. have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the family feud is pretty vicious. Mm-hmm. Which is why neither one is going to let their family know that they're just kind of dating. Mm-hmm. Which is dangerous, but also phenomenal. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help. <laughs> <It's laughs> that sounds great. Sounds yes, like I remember when that book came out. It's yeah, really, it's mm-hmm. really cute. I'm not really a romance reader. I Me neither. loved it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I have, um, I'm going to bring you back to, to the UK for, um, I had a really hard time. As Aaron said, we always pick a theme and then we really struggle like coming up with, with a book <laughs> that, that goes match. along with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm stretching, I'm stretching competition just a little bit here. And I'm turning it into war. <laughs> so uh, the Wards of the Roses by Con Golden. Um, this is, I picked up a copy of this book for 99 pence um, attached to a London newspaper in Heathrow Airport in 2014. So, um, but I read almost the whole book on the way home because that's a six hour flight. So I did read a ton of it and I loved it. So like it it started off as just kind of like, I don't know, it's 99 pence. Like, sure, let's go for it. And then it turned into, oh, my gosh, I need to read this. (laughs) So um, so that says something in itself. Uh, So it's a series called The Wars of the Roses. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Stormbird, which is the first book in that series. Um, It tells the story of King Henry VI, 
who was known as the Lamb. And he rises to the throne after King Henry V has died. Um, for anyone who knows anything about that, King Henry winds up becoming basically uh, catatonic. And so it's one of those things of who's really ruling the country. And that's where the Wars of the Roses comes from. Uh, the Duke of York wants to take over. And just the whole thing sets off. So, um, but the it's a four book series. I've read the first two. And it can be really violent. Um, it's got some like intense war scenes. Um, but it's really compelling. It's just the competition between the red rose and the white rose. And so it's, you know, even though I prefer my historical nonfiction to be more like Victorian or 1900s, um, I really got into this. And Galton tells the story from several points of view. He, uh, There's the new queen, who is Margaret, uh, and she is, um, she is not from the United Kingdom. And she kind of finds herself with a catatonic husband, and it's like, what am I supposed to do now? Um, there's Richard, the Duke of York. Um, but there's also some sections that are the soldiers. And um, I remember really enjoying this part of it, the Peasants of Kent. And so the Kentish rebe uh, Rebellion and stuff, they were a really like compelling section of this book. Um, I really was pulling for Queen Margaret. She is actually the, the main focus of the second book of that series. And um, I keep meaning to return to it because, you know, I still have two more left, but I just haven't gotten back to them. So I'm thinking maybe this winter for, you know, or even in the fall for Reading Rivals, I will get back into it. Yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. gotta uh, get that audiobook. Get Absolutely. Those, get those minutes in. That's right. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, before we go, Team Tooksbury, any words of encouragement, advice for your, your reading public? <laughs> I just want to reiterate that audiobooks count and yes. graphic novels are real books. Mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, I listen on my commute, which is not very long, but also at the gym. Mm -hmm. um, and Yesterday, when I was making myself scrub the bathtub, I was absolutely listening to, um, oh gosh, The Inheritance Games. Yes. Which mm -hmm. is another yep. good kind of rivalry, um, kind of. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's a pretty good one, too. Yeah. So keep going. Everything counts. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in putting down a book that you don't like because no. there are just mm -hmm. so many books out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to force yourself. This is supposed to be fun. You know what I always say? There is a good book out there for everyone. And sometimes you may start a book and you may not be enjoying it. And it's just not the right book for you at that time. And I've had that happen. And it took me a long time before I realized that it was okay to, quote, give up on a book. But I just realized it's not the book for me at that moment. And, you know, that's okay. You, you absolutely can. Yeah, I have, you know, I when we were thinking about reading Rivals, I have a couple of audiobooks that I've been saving for reading Rivals for, you know, when I'm doing the dishes or I'm cleaning the house and everything. And they're um, actually a couple of Roald Dahl audiobooks because they are read by two of my favorites. Chris O'Dowd, who I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned on this podcast, I think like now three times probably. <laughs> 
but he I don't uh, think he listens. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to have to tag him on social media and see if he will so that he knows how much I need to listen to him. But he has an audio book where um, he reads one of them. And uh, Richard Ayuadi has another Raw Doll. If anyone liked the IT crowd, they both um, they're both audiobook uh, people where they narrate different things. So I'm saving those for reading rivals and, you know, to make my chores more fun because audiobooks are awesome and they absolutely count when it comes to counting your minutes. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of audiobooks teed up as well. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. My strategy is usually to get whatever book I'm reading in as many mediums. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've done that did. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I could just pick them up where I left off. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, uh, Team Wilmington, read your hearts out. And Team Tuxbury, you know, um, we're in a golden age of television. So I guess just like (laughs) sit back and relax. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry about it.